Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And Brian Belter. And Solomon Conrad. Welcome to the podcast, Saul. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Great to be here. So today we're going to finish up chapter 32 of Exodus. We're going to read verses uh, 15 through 35. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back they were written. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of shouting for victory or the sound of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. And when Moses saw that the people had broken loose, for Aaron had let them break loose to the derision of their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day about three thousand men of the people fell. And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of his son and of his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. The next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin. And now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then the Lord sent a plague on the people, because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. Well, thank you for that reading, Solomon. Yesterday we saw God's response to this golden calf situation and the Israelites turning against him. And now today we got to see Moses' human response. Mm -hmm. And I just picture Moses, after hearing the Lord tell him that all of this was going on, just marching down the mountain and, you know, almost like an angry parent, like, this better not be happening. I mean, he knows it's happening because God just told him it was, and just getting angrier and angrier as he goes down the mountain. It's like, how could they? I mean, I've been gone for, what, 40 days, and they're already turning against these commandments. That's a pretty powerful situation. Yeah, as we discussed yesterday, I mean, 
yeah, it's only 40 days, but it's also been 40 whole days that the Israelites have been without their leader and without any kind of, you know, communication there. And it says in the earlier part of chapter 32 uh, that they, they grew restless once again. They, 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 they lost that trust. And at first, we see Moses pleading with God, no, please do not destroy the people. But as Kevin was saying, as he comes down the mountain, gets closer to the situation, his anger starts to rise. So we kind of see a shift in Moses' thought process here, his feelings. Yeah, it, it's almost, you know, in, in my mind, it, it was like he did this complete 180. You know, he's pleading for them up there earlier in chapter 32 before our reading started. And then he comes down and sees what's going on, and his anger burns hot. Yeah, and for me, I, I kind of mentioned this off mic before we started recording this portion of it. It just, the parent parallel is big with me. I mean, you think about, like, say, a principal calls from the school, and they're saying, your child has done this, we're going to we're going to dish out this huge punishment, and you intercede on their behalf, you're like, you, you kind of make excuses for your kid, even though you've known they've done wrong, and you plead with the principals, like, well, take it a little bit easier on them, let me talk to them, assuring them that, you know, there will be some punishment doled out. But uh, then once you get in front of your kid, it I mean, you really let it loose and you really punish them and kind of have that mindset of how could you? How could you do this? Yeah, I can totally relate to that as a parent. <laughs> and speaking with Pastor Gimbel, he wanted me to bring this up for today. So I promised him I would. That it shows how powerful and how hot Moses' anger truly was. Because think about the time that had to elapse to melt down this calf, to turn it into powder, yeah, how do you do to that? spread it through the water, and then have the people drink it. That's not just a, a gut reaction. That is a thought-out process yeah. of punishment, or the beginning of the punishment. Because at first you're like, whoa, that seems pretty harsh. And then that's nothing compared to what Moses commands the uh, Levites to do here. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a fitting punishment, isn't it? it just the thought of <laughs> gold being you know, ground to a fine powder and then scattering it on the water and then having to drink it. it it's almost a reminder, um, it kind of makes me think that th- that they were almost a reminder that the idol had kind of polluted them. Hmm. And now way. he's polluting their water source a bit and yeah, making them drink that. their bodies with their own... And here we are again with water. <laughs> and how often is water used as such a powerful yeah. symbol, motivator catalyst throughout this story. It can kill you, it can drown you, but the water also gives you new life. And it washed away the the idol in the end. The water is what did away with the idol for good. Yeah, and I know there's not a lot of humor in these passages, but I do kind of enjoy the moment when Moses is talking to Aaron, and once again it draws that parent parallel, where Aaron was talking about, it's like, well, no, no, don't be so mad at me. Uh, You know, these people, they you know, they were coming against me and I they kind of forced me to do this. And he even says to the point that they threw the gold in the fire and suddenly this calf came out. Like when I think Brian reminded us earlier that the <laughs> calf was molded by Aaron. Aaron in, made it. In and yet he, yesterday's passages. <laughs> and yet he's claiming that, or, you know, maybe to try and maybe alleviate some of the, the punishment coming his way that, yeah, I threw the gold in the fire, and out came a calf. Out not that I, calf. not that I shaped it with my hands, and not that I formed it. No, no, no. It, oh, it just came out. Yeah. And it again, it kind of just. There's so much humanity 
in these verses yeah. that we see and human reactions and how often do we do that you know when we're, we're caught doing something we shouldn't have been doing and we minimize it and it wasn't us it's it's almost like you know adam saying to eve you know or to god that you know well she made me eat of it um, mm-hmm. same sort of thing it's not yeah, his fault how, how came this calf you know so yeah we get aaron's little explanation there i don't think moses buys it because immediately moses says well now it's time for the real punishment and he divides the people he says who is on god who's on the lord's side come to me and who's not and he draws that line in the sand and uh if you're on the wrong side of that line a pretty severe punishment's coming well i guess it could be seen that some of those people despite moses coming back down the mountain and making them ingest their golden calf i mean god himself called them a stiff-necked people i'm certain there were some that were still believers in these i these idols i mean i know that i've mentioned a number of times on the podcast that polytheism was alive and well during that time Mm -hmm. so i'm sure there may have been some people who held to that idolatry yeah this is still the first generation that came out of egypt where that polytheism was still going strong so of course you know they were brought up with that all around them too yeah so they take their swords and uh, what it made me think of in verse 28 when it says in that day about three thousand men of the people fell immediately it took me to that that number three thousand um i remember in acts so i actually looked it up here if you go to acts chapter 2 verse 41 so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about three thousand souls and you know i don't know if these have anything to do with each other if the number three thousand is just coincidental um it's not that common of a number that's used but i mean you to me i almost see the juxtaposition of you know three thousand people you know dying for for their idolatry but then in Acts, you know, you see 3,000 being baptized and coming to, to believe. Yeah, to me it just shows how easily um, through the Spirit and through faith that people can come to believe. And just as easily how people can fall away into condemnation. Yeah, and certainly we see multiple times throughout the Bible that numbers, whenever they pop up, oftentimes have multiple parallels or multiple meanings. So it wouldn't surprise me in the least if there was meant to be a parallel there that, you know, wasn't explicitly stated, but you may be touching upon it anyway. Yeah, as we've we've learned and kind of come to know while reading through the book of Exodus, that when we we focus on the gospel, on the Acts of the Apostles, everything that's in the New Testament, and we focus on that as Christians, reading Exodus, we see how so many of these stories point to future events and how everything is just a lead-up to Christ and the ramifications of his his sacrifice and resurrection. Well, and you and Pastor were saying just yesterday, Moses was almost an allegorical intermediary between his people and God's wrath, the way Jesus is the ultimate intermediary between us and our sin. Yeah, you see that in verse 30 where, you know, and now I will go up to the Lord, perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. You know, what a great foreshadowing of Jesus being that you know intercessor for us an intercessor that we truly need well as always i think ending on the news of jesus christ and on the gospel is probably a good place to uh to stop for today some really good content thank you again saul for adding your comments and freshening up kevin and i's uh 
uh, conversation here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me. And um, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I think a lot of people listen to it and um, great service you two are doing. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely has been a huge blessing on us as well. Well, as we uh, you know come to an end today, we do want to start reminding folks about the services that we have upcoming at Holy Cross. No more Wednesday Lenten services, so we're not going to talk about that anymore. But coming up this Sunday, uh, this weekend, is Palm Sunday. Uh, we're going to have our regular worship times on Saturday at 5 p.m. And on Sunday at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. with a instructional Bible study and Sunday school between. And then next week, uh, we're going to start Holy Week, which means uh, a little more services for us to enjoy together. First on Thursday, on Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday, we do have services at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, communion will be offered at both of those services. And then on Friday, we have our Good Friday service, also at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And then that brings us to the Easter Sunday. Uh, we're going to have four services available at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. And don't forget about the Easter breakfast that the youth are serving. Um, it starts at 7 a.m. and it'll go until 10.45 a.m. And all proceeds, all donations, uh, will go to their national youth gathering trip this summer to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, so while there's no more Lenten dinners to enjoy, we've got a good Easter breakfast for everyone to uh, have some good fellowship, and it goes to a great cause for our youth. So a lot of services to attend in the next few weeks. Hope to see you all there. And as we close out today's podcast, I would ask that you bow your heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you again today with thanksgiving for the blessing of this podcast and bringing us together to share your word with your people, uh, to learn of your, your mercy, your grace, but also, as we've read today, the punishment that can come from unbelief and idolatry. As we see in our reading today, Moses punishes the people even to the point of death. And we do know that the consequence of sin is death. But we also know that through your Son, Jesus Christ, we can escape that consequence through faith in Him, His sacrifice for us, and the atonement of His defeat over sin, death, and the devil. Lord, help us to remember these things in our walk of life and to ever praise your name. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder... All scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.